Hello everyone, this is episode 630 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, May 20th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about the Game of Thrones finale, Puyo Puyo Champions, maybe a smidgen of Costume Quest 2, and how I rank the Indiana Jones movies, because I rewatched all four of them. And when I say I rewatched them, I mean I watched some of them, and then some of them I did not finish, because I did not like them. And I think it'll probably be easy to guess which two I didn't finish, and which two I finished. Of course, one of the ones I finished is very obvious. It's the first movie, which is just Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's no Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark nonsense. It's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wark. Wark. Ark is one letter away from Mark, except for I spell my name with a C, so it's not actually one letter, it's two letters away. But in terms of the sound they make, Mark with a K and Mark with a C, both sound the same. So it's one letter away from sounding like my name. Anywho, I'll get to that a little later. So the the Game of Thrones finale was last night. I watched it this morning like I do with every episode of Game of Thrones. I'll never have to do it again. But uh, I watched it while exercising. And for an hour and 20 minutes, it being that long, the episode, it sure felt like nothing happened. It really just dragged. And when it was over, I thought to myself, huh, huh. Okay, I really have no feelings about it whatsoever for the most part. My biggest complaint with it is that Tyrion coming to the conclusion that Bran is the best choice for King doesn't make any sense to me. Bran is one of the most worthless, shitty, garbage characters on the show because he's done literally nothing outside of being pushed out a window. That's the most exciting thing he's done. The most exciting thing that's happened to him. At the Battle of Winterfell, what the fuck did he do? At one point, they're like, hey, remember, he's here. He's important. The Night King wants him for some reason. Then he's like, hey, everyone, I know you're risking your life trying to protect me. I'm just going to go play around with some birds right now. I'm going to you know, do my little thing and fly around. I'm not going to actually contribute to the fight using these birds or anything or something. Uh, I'm just going to chill out here and roll the eye, roll my eyes in the back of my head. Um, so I don't get why he is the logical choice other than being a Stark and that has him in some kind of line to the throne. Uh, and of course, spoilers, if you <laughs> weren't already aware John killing Daenerys was good, especially since he was being a real bitch up until that point. Uh, my one of my favorite parts of the the last episode was when Tyrion threw his little hand badge or whatever he has down the stairs, and when he's being taken away, he gives a look to Jon Snow like you fucking you little pussy ass bitch, come say something, do something. You're just gonna stand there, aren't you? All that was said in one look, and I, I enjoyed that. Uh, 
the the unsullied are really shitty i they were they were fine when they were just her army but giving whatever the the general dude's name is giving him or attempting to try and give him some kind of character and personality just did not work and he uh, just came across as one big fat well he's not fatty skinny but one big old baby who is incapable of thinking a millimeter ahead not even a step ahead he just he can't think in the future at all just the now 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 uh so he's a boring ass shit uh i i feel like the dragon represented the audience burning down the the throne after john killed denarius choosing not to kill john for whatever reason he's just like you know what fuck this shit fuck this throne all this shit is stupid goodbye um yeah it's just what like the the scene with all the the rulers of the various realms or whatever the hell they were that that scene seemed to go on for way too long though i did like the part where the idiot stood up when they're saying okay if we're going to pick who's going to be the next king do we have any volunteers and he stands up he's like i have this history and this history and then sansa's all like just just sit down just sit down and of course he like bumps his sword on the way sitting down this idiot of course is the one who couldn't light uh sansa's grandfather on fire during the funeral and then was part of the red wedding and then was captured by these other people when they were trying to get back what was it the lannisters castle or whatever um yeah i don't know uh the the council meeting was fun uh having Tyrion set it up initially then everyone coming in and screwing it all up or just changing the way he had it set up it's just like well that was a waste of time uh it was fun seeing Bronn because i was wondering what the hell he was doing this whole time after he came and said you know what i, I was sent here to kill you you two lannister brothers but you know the, you know what i say pay me more and i and i won't do it whoever pays me the most blah 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 or whatever he did uh I think it was just chilling out, and then he's back. There's some good banter there. One of the funny things I saw on Twitter that I didn't even realize, which was kind of cool, is that, uh, what is it, Davos, um, he corrects Bronn's grammar, and there was a point in the show when he was illiterate, he couldn't even read. So it's, it's kind of cool that he's made that much character uh progression over the course of the seasons and he's 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 one of the the few good characters left the council who is it made up of there was brienne i feel like the council was probably like these are the only good people still left in the series <laughs> these are the only characters who are still kind of likable uh i mean i know people like john snow but he's so fucking boring uh yeah i don't know it was a really underwhelming finale, which I guess is better than last week's episode, which was really just bad and frustrating and ruined so much of the series up to that point. To have an underwhelming, okay finale is 
better than nothing, I guess. But I'm just happy to be done with it, and I don't, I don't want, it, I don't want anything to do with any of the, the side stories, any of the the offshoot TV series. The only way I would be interested in any of the, the series is if they did them in a way where it was like, okay, Game of Thrones happened, but what if it didn't happen and we just had a, a show following the Hound and Arya going on an adventure? And here's one with Jamie and Brienne. Let's just ignore Game of Thrones and have fun with storylines that people really liked and relationships that people were fans of. That, of course, isn't happening. But, uh, yeah. Moving on to Puyo Puyo Champions. So I got a code for this for Xbox One. And I didn't even know it was coming to Xbox One. Because I originally got a code for PS4, and then I saw it was coming out on Xbox One, or it came out on Xbox One as well. I'm like, can I get an Xbox One code instead? And I thought, because the only time I've ever played Puyo Puyo prior to this was in Puyo Puyo Tetris. And I hated it. Uh, Not because I think it's a bad game, but I just could not wrap my head around it. And I thought, okay, this standalone game will be a better opportunity for me to grasp Puyo Puyo and how it works and the intricacies of it all. And that is not the case, in part because there is no tutorial of any kind. You can press a button on the main menu when you're selecting between because Puyo Puyo Champions includes two versions of Puyo Puyo. Puyo Puyo 2 and Puyo Puyo Fever, which seem to be very similar except for Puyo Puyo Fever has, oh, I guess it has the Fever mode, and then also, instead of just two blocks, some will be three blocks. I'll get to the the game mechanic shortly, if I am even capable of of talking about how it works, given that I'm so shit at it. Uh, And I went to YouTube and searched how to play Puyo Puyo, and the first video I watched, the only video I watched up to this point, didn't really teach me shit. It just told me the the basic rules of it, which I already know. I know the rules, but in terms of how to chain and make chains in a in a, in a way that doesn't take too much time and, and doesn't leave me getting overwhelmed, uh, is something I like to to learn. Maybe, or maybe it's just not worth learning for Puyo Puyo. But there is no tutorial whatsoever outside of a tips button which you can press when selecting one of the two games and it only provides you with one tip which is basically just again the rules hey you know you should try to to make chains chains are good there's our tip chains are good thank you so much for that helpful information but um i just i can't so puya puya is reminiscent of dr mar which i loved I may still love. I haven't played Dr. Marin forever. Maybe I could wrap my head around the way the, the game kind of worked when I was a kid and I couldn't anymore. I don't know if Mario, Dr. Mario is significantly different. Um, but I think part of what is different is that Puyo Puyo is a versus-only game. You can't play in endless mode by yourself without a, an AI or another person in the mix who... If they're chaining things, will drop the the blank uh, blocks on you, and I hate that. 
I hate that so much. I wish there was just a way to play by myself, like with Tetris, Dr. Mario, whatever, and not have to worry about another opponent, another player, doing their shit, making change, which then affects my game. And I thought there was this, because there is a verse, like a versus mode, which may be called versus mode, and then I think it's called marathon mode. I thought marathon mode would be single player, just I can relax to an extent and just play by myself. But in endless mode, all that means is you're playing against an opponent, and instead of it being like a fighting game where it's the first to two wins, when you take out an opponent, boom, another one comes out. And it's just about getting through as many opponents as you can before dying. I don't want that. I want a regular single-player experience. I don't want the hassle or the worry of dealing with someone dropping shit in my game when I'm just trying, especially when I'm just trying to learn the mechanics. Even if it was just, okay, you can only play it official, like real games in these modes against other people, but we have this practice mode where you can just practice building chains and all that uh, by yourself in, in, a, in a solo environment. But that's not there. If it is, I didn't see it. Uh, so that's really frustrating because the, the way Puyo Puyo works is that you're trying to make matches of four. And all in Puyo Puyo 2, all the shapes are two blobs stuck together of various colors. There are what? Somewhere between, I think, maybe five or six colors. And you could rotate them around. And you're trying to, in order to be good at the game, make chains. So you don't want to just match four right away. You want to match three, say, for instance, then block the spaces, and then match three of the, the colors on top of the first three matches, then another three on top of that. And you want to build this tower so that you can go to the bottom or go go to the top, whatever, go to the, wherever the space where your trigger thing will happen and take that out and then build a cascade, a chain of matches, which will then send a vast amount of blank pieces over to your opponent's board, which will prevent them from making matches and hopefully make them fail uh, relatively quickly. And it's it's fine, but since I am not able to wrap my head around the way it works and I have no way to just take it a bit slowly in terms of learning the mechanics and, and getting a hang of it, playing through those most, playing through the verses most especially is a nightmare because the AI seems to be really good. And I don't know if I could change the difficulty. I think I could in Puyo Puyo fever which has this fever mode that seemed almost useless when i was in it and making matches it didn't seem like it was doing much to the other person i felt like i should be destroying them but it didn't seem to do all that much but in there i think i saw a, a difficulty level for the the characters but i, I could be wrong but in Pui Pui 2 i didn't remember seeing that but yeah i don't i don't know Pui Pui is a game i want to like because I hear people like I whenever I hear someone say that Puyo Puyo is so much better than Tetris I just I want to know what they're smoking because I don't get that I can't like I just can't see it Tetris is just so 
perfect, as perfect as you can get in terms of like a that type of puzzle game. And Puyo Puyo just seems like a mess. Like I, in that video too that I looked up on YouTube, they were talking about four beginner strategies. One beginner strategy, the first one they mentioned, is just random dropping. Just drop, 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 drop. Just keep dropping pieces across the board as quickly as you can in hopes that you'll randomly come across a, a match which would then lead to a chain and, and go that route. And then there's like, okay, just do it from like column to column to column. Raise it to the top, then move over a space. Raise it to the top, move over a space. Then there's one that's like, beginner but if you know how to actually do it correctly it's more intermediate or even advanced where you're doing like steps and just like i don't know the fact that one beginner strategy is just drop everything as quickly as you can and just hope that that's a, a valid strategy in a game like this makes me question how good it actually is because i don't think anyone has ever or would ever say in tetris a good strategy is to just quick drop all over the place. Just keep quick dropping. It'll work out for you. That's no, not going to work out. But yeah. Puyo Puyo Champions is on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. I don't know what PC. Also, this was really weird. I don't know what the hell this what was going on. If it's because I was downloading some games in the background or what. Because uh, I'm playing this on an Xbox One X. But I had some ridiculous frame rate drop uh, dropping uh, while playing Puyo Puyo Champions. And when I say frame rate drops, I mean I mean it went down into the single digits. The frame rate was horrible. And I would just pause it and, and give it a few minutes because if I pause it and brought it back, like, it would still be all effed up. Um, I don't know what the hell that was all about. Apparently, I saw one post about frame rate issues on PC, but nothing regarding the consoles, and that might just be because I don't know how many people are playing this, especially on Xbox One. I feel like Puyo Puyo Champions is a game that is probably selling however many times more on Switch in terms of all the consoles, uh, and even PC if it's on. Yeah, it's on PC. I just mentioned seeing like one Steam thing about frame rate issues. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I want to like it, and I don't even have a good reason for wanting to like it. It's not like I look at it and I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. It's just that, you know, I, I loved Dr. Mario when I was a kid. I think I'd probably still like it. I love Tetris. I love games like this. I love Columns. I love a lot of these types of games. But Puyo Puyo, I just can't wrap my head around it. And playing against AI in the versus mode, I don't have any time to learn anything because... They're destroying me and making chains, you know, less than a minute into the match. And I'm like, can, can, can you just calm down? Slow down so I can just get a feel for everything. And it would be nice if there was some kind of tutorial in the game. Anything. Even if it was just the tips, but there were more than one tip. But whatever. And then I, I finished Costume Quest 2 for Attack the Backlog. So I'm building up another good cushion. And I'm not going to say too much about Costume Quest 2 because that's what Attack the Backlog is for. But I will say that I really enjoyed it. I was so worried about it, but it was an absolute delight. A great sequel to Costume Quest, which is my favorite Double Fine game. It's not as good as Costume Quest. 
it may be a better game because I haven't played Costume Quest in a while, but Costume Quest will always be my... Double Fine could make a game that I like more than Costume Quest. I'm not going to say it's always going to be my favorite Double Fine game. But of the two Costume Quest games, it'll always be my favorite because it was such a surprise. I wasn't expecting it to be as good or as enjoyable as it was, and I found it to be absolutely delightful. You know, it... In, in terms of how it made me feel, it, it's like watching Monsters, Inc. with Boo. It just made me feel all warm and fuzzy and happy and made me think to myself, huh, do I want kids? I thought I didn't. And then I played Costume Quest. I don't know anymore. And then that's how I feel every time I watch Monsters, Inc. If I could guarantee having a Boo, I would have all the babies well just one i don't need i don't need that many boos one boo will do but um <laughs> i'm just thinking if if you had a, a girl and you named her boo and your last name was who that'd be terrible what a terrible thing a, a parent could do but uh yeah costume quest 2 was great it's not perfect i you know that it has some issues and those will be mentioned in that episode of Attack the Backlog, which I think will be episode 20? Because I think, what was the last, what was the last game I played? The, the one that's live. It's not Turok. It was Valiant Hearts, The Great War. And I think that was 17, so then 18 is Ages of Mayhem. 19 will be Call of Duty Ghosts. And then 20 will be Costume Quest. Then I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to boot up my PS4 to see what's on there. And maybe play something on there just just to make uh, or just to have some excuse for turning on my PS4. Then I'm going to go into Resident Evil. Finally. And then I don't know what's next for Attack the Backlog. But outside of that, I'm going to play me some friggin' Resident Evil 2. And I can't wait. It's going to be such a wonderful time. Because that demo was amazing. And I can't wait to play more of that game. And I think it's the kind of game where I could definitely see myself playing. Like, Costume Quest, here, here's the last thing I'll say about Costume Quest. And I'm done. I'm not going to say anything more about Resident Evil 2. But the thing, the most positive thing I can say about Costume Quest 2 is that at some point, I will replay through that game. In part because it's an achievement for playing through it uh, all the way, keeping candy corn in your party, but also because. It's just uh, delightful. I want to replay through Costume Quest. I don't even. The thing I, I, I forgot there was, and I don't think I ever played, was DLC for Costume Quest. I need to go back and play that, but I should just play through the whole game. And if there's an achievement for playing as Candy Corn, I'll just do that too. Because Candy Corn, while they're useless, their dialogue is so delightful. It is the best. It might be my favorite thing. So there's a bittersweet. Uh, a thing that happens when you get enough costumes for all your party members and you no longer need to keep candy corn in your squad. And it's funny too because I purchased a thousand candy upgrade for candy corn that was pretty much worthless, but I just bought it because I'm like, I have the money, I have the candy, might as well. And then, like, a few minutes later, an upgrade was available for my actual useful costume. And I didn't have enough candy. I'm like, well, shit. Why did I do that? But, uh, yeah. 
Moving on to Indiana Jones, the movies. I don't know what the hell else. I mean, there were games and shit, but... So I watched all four of them in order, release order. I mean, release order is chronological order as well, so I don't know why the hell I had to specify that. But I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark again, which is definitely the best in the series. Great time. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm not still the biggest fan of... Uh, what's her name? Mary, the character... Uh, I, I think maybe it's just the actress who doesn't always hit the right note. And then this is probably going to be controversial because I really do like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. But if I could only watch one, I think I would, uh, I, I think I would watch The Mummy with Brendan Fraser over Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love The Mummy so much. I think it's so much fun. I love Brandon Fraser. It was in his prime. Rachel Weiss is a great female lead, and all of this like so many of the side characters were a lot of fun. The what the meta tie is not it's not the meta tie, Magi, Magi. <laughs> that guy was good, but her brother's great. The the chubby dude who gets eaten up by a, a scarab or whatever in his brain. That guy's fun. Uh, O'Connell no, is Frazier, but his old partner is fun and looks so much like one of my dad's ex-co-workers, which is weird, just like a really skinny version of him. Um, but I, I love The Mummy so much. So much. Uh, and it has that great scene with the cat, which is great. Look what I got. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But then I watched Double of Doom and I made it about an hour in before I had to turn it off because I found it to be so aggressively annoying and just the fucking worst. I hated it so much. It was a nightmare from start to finish. I turned it off around the time where Jones and the woman were in their rooms going back and forth like, oh, you want to, you know, get it on with me? And he's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, you're being really presumptuous. And he's like, fine, I'm just going to go to my room and hang out. And he's like, I know in five minutes you'll be back. And then it's cutting between the two. And they're like, oh, is he really not going to come? He's like, I'm not going to come. It's only been four and a half minutes. Oh, I'm fine. I don't need to go there. And it's just back and forth. I'm like, this is excruciating. And the problem with the, the, the female lead is not that the actress is doing a bad job. She's doing a great job at playing the part the problem is the character they've created is annoying and she's annoying by design she's this spoiled you know hollywood singer and i don't enjoy being in her company and i don't know why jones would is it just because her looks you know i don't want i'm not that into her looks and her personality is terrible. I don't like her. And I don't want to spend time with her. And then Short Round is super fucking annoying. He's screaming all the time. He's laughing. This is the most obnoxious, loud, irritating laugh. And I think, you know, maybe that I don't know about the, the, the time line of things. But I feel like somebody, that the people who wrote The Goonies watched Temple of Doom saw short round and thought you know what would be better than a kid who screams all the time as a side character in a movie 
what if we made a movie that is just about a bunch of kids that stars a group of kids who do nothing but scream all the time? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Ooh, let's make that and let's call it The Goonies. And Steven Spielberg is like, that is great. You better hire this kid because he's really good. I like him. And then that's how we got The Goonies. You blame Temple of Doom for that pile of shit. Goonies is okay. You know, it's just watching it now, it, it in no way holds up in the way I thought it did because it is so much of it is uh, just these kids screaming all the time. All the time. Something happens and they all scream. They run to this new place and then they run into a skeleton. They scream. They run into some webs. They scream. They f- trip over some bones. They scream. <laughs> just, they're just screaming all the time. Uh, and then I watched The Last Crusade, which was solid. Uh, some of the bits didn't work as well, but once Sean Connery gets into the mix, uh, it, it's really fun. It's a really good time. Uh, they work well together, uh, Ford and Connery. Uh, I like their banner and and how they're different, uh, and the, and just seeing Jones as an adult but also a child because he's with his father was fun, and I think the the, the female lead was solid. Uh, is a solid good time, yeah. And then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that's what it's called, right? I watched about an hour of as well, and then I stopped because, unlike Temple of Doom, which is just so annoying, uh, Crystal Skull is bland and dull and lifeless, and I just, I watched an hour of it, and I'm like, I feel nothing. This is doing nothing for me. And that's not what I want on any movie, especially an adventure movie. I want to be excited I want to be, you know, pumped about going for a ride with these people. And I was not. I was just, I was, I felt like I was stuck in the seat of a roller coaster that had no, you know, no drops of any kind. It was just a straight path. I'm like, how did I accidentally get on the kitty coaster? And I'm stuck in here. Can I please get off? And then I eventually just jumped off. And that was the most exciting part when I stopped watching it. But, uh, yeah. My ranking for the movies, Raiders, of course, number one. Uh, Last Crusade, of course, number two. And then I think I have to put Crystal Skull above Temple of Doom just because while it was dull and lifeless and all that, it at least didn't annoy the shit out of me. So that's something and can you know in comparison to Temple of Doom, which was just driving me fucking crazy, having a movie just bore the shit out of me is an improvement. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been watching. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited because my copy of Batman the Animated Series will finally arrive tomorrow, so I can rewatch that. So I don't think I ever watched it in order. Uh, not that I remember, even if I did, I wouldn't remember it, uh, but that, that's cool, I would love to see more stuff come out on Blu-ray, like the X-Men animated series, uh, I know there are, I think they're just like, I don't know if they're bootlegs, 
or some company has the the rights to make this on-demand shit or whatever. But I, I often see on eBay people who have all these series collected on Blu-ray discs. And I'm pretty sure it's just the SD quality versions. But instead of having on a bunch of DVDs, they're put onto two Blu-rays or whatever. And I often see X-Men the Anime Series gargoyles something else maybe ghostbusters i don't know i've always i've always been kind of tempted just to have them all in one place i I would do that for the original tmnt series i wish they would i i I don't know why they haven't done that with the last ninja turtles show on nickelodeon not the newest one that's out now i don't know if it is out now but the one prior to that the cg one um and then the 2003 TMNT series, that is really, I don't even, It's it would be super expensive, I think, to get it all. And I, I don't know if it's all available on DVD because that was, I, I like the fact that they at least collected the original series in two packages. I think there's one that's just like a, a regular case and then I have the, the one that's in the van, which is like, it's fucking so stupid. It's not the best way to hold media either, but I have it. But with the 2003 series, you have to buy it in the stupid piecemeal shit, which is how they handled the new series too, of having like, instead of it releasing in seasons of like, okay, here are 26 episodes of the season, this season, and 26 episodes for second season, etc. They release them in arcs so here here's a six episode arc here's a four episode arc here's a whatever arc and then you have like 30 something dvd releases it's just a nightmare i hate that also amazon i guess had a pricing error on hard drives which i'm hoping they don't cancel i i I picked up two 10 terabyte hard drives for 80 bucks a piece they also had a, a 16 gigabyte dual drive for 170, and they had some smaller ones for cheaper. But 10 terabytes was for 80 bucks was really solid deals. Western Digital, I think that's the, the name of the brand, which for my money ha- is the most reliable. So uh, these, of course, are powered. You know, they're not because uh, the, the the biggest external ones that don't require power or five terabytes from from what i know but i'm thinking about putting these into my xbox one and just being like okay i'm just gonna use powered ones and then i'll have so much more space to put a bunch of games that i, I still won't play but i won't have to delete shit i'm also curious if things will run any better or, or run a little quicker smoother because of the extra power um yeah so that's fun news, I guess. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage 
and check it all out over there. If you want to check out my art, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.